are back. It is Garage Talk. It me, Garage Guy Chase. I'm joined, as always, with Dale Tanhart. And today's special guest on Garage Talk is uh, is a man that likes to get them pots whipping in the kitchen. He also likes to get them cars whipping on racetracks. It is Anthony Alfredo, our good friend, recurrent guest. Um, Anthony, it has been uh, it's been some time. We're glad to see you. We're glad to have you back. That's a nice, beautiful white wall that you have behind you there with some blinds. Yeah, we definitely need to, to hang something up here. We need a new uh, I need a new photo of us, you know, when we were doing our little pasta deal at the track. And I opened my jacket up and whipped one out for you. So uh, maybe get a nice new photo of that this year to put right here. Oh, we'll yeah, smuggle some a, pasta to Daytona for sure. Yeah, that's a Garage Guys NFT now. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we create a new one. But yeah, I mean, it's very fitting for you as a uh, as a an underground pasta dealer to be in a very you know bland room. So we'll give you that. Um, but I, I'm glad to, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to have you. Uh, I always always think good thoughts when I see you. And there's been a lot of good thoughts for you uh, this season or this actually this off season. You just got engaged. Congratulations. Dale clap. He's engaged. He's an engaged man. I'm a married man myself. Um, so I, I, I love that. Just, uh, how, how, how did that go? Talk, talk us through. I saw the video. I know a lot of people did. She looked so super excited. Where were you guys at? And, uh, how was that weekend? Oh, it was awesome. I, I had, uh, we both went to our respective families for Christmas. So when we got back, I, I had had it all planned for a while. I wanted to go to uh, South Mountain State Park here in North Carolina, and there's uh, like a big waterfall. And this time of year, it's awesome, like kind of half frozen and all this stuff. So um, I uh, I proposed her right there, which I was hoping there wouldn't be many people up there and I could just like lean my phone on something. But like we were the first up there. And as soon as we got up there, like this couple came up and they walked right to the edge. So I'm like, all right, I'll wait till they leave. Well, next thing I know, like another couple comes, another couple, then like a family of 15 comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, bro, I cannot get a break. Like, I'm just going to have to do it. Cause she's like, why are we still standing here? Like, why don't we keep hiking? I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I need a break. My legs are smoked right now. <laughs> so finally, uh, this one lady, um, Emily offered to take a picture of her and her, her, her friend. Um, and then they're like, you want a picture? And I was like, oh yeah, perfect. So I gave her my phone, but I put it on video. So Emily thought we were taking a picture. And then I, I got down one knee and asked a big question. So I was uh, super nervous. She said, yes, of course. I was excited about that, but it's stressful, man. I mean, it's easier in the winter because you got the coats on, but like any other time of year, I don't know how you're supposed to propose because the box for these rings are way too big like you think they would make it discreet the thing's this big why is it in a box like so bulky i'm like so paranoid the whole time she's gonna see my pocket bulging and be like oh what's in your pocket or something so i'm like hiking up this mountain with my hands in my pocket the whole time trying not to like look suspicious at all which i probably looked more suspicious doing yeah that, it's like but... what are you carrying around in there like what's in your Dude. pocket what if she what if she'd have asked you that what would you have done what was your backup plan for that what's, what's in your pocket Oh, all my pasta. I mean, I'm always stashed with, you know. Okay. All right. I, I see what you did. There. Love like, that answer. Hey, all right. What, uh, we know your heart rate gets pretty high on the race car. Well, compare the heart rate to that moment as it happened to, uh, at Daytona this February. I could probably actually look on my polar flow app, shout out polar on my watch. I was tracking the hike. Um, but I will say, I mean, it, it was up there. If I could, if I could even, let's see, here it is. Big, uh, big max, track data here. 
max heart rate was 138 138 beats per minute and judging by this whole graph from the entire hike that was right about that time we were chilling there and i was ready to ask the question so what is wow okay what is like the what is the the average heart rate in a race car uh my average heart rate is almost exactly that so like my average for for this that the max of was 138 which is probably right when i proposed but um in the race car i usually average around like between a between 130, 140, uh, may, or I just call it 120, 140. It depends on the track and how much time you have to relax or how intense the racing is. But um, obviously with training, you can kind of learn how to control that and, and keep the peaks a little bit lower when you do have a spike, uh, bring it back down. Cause that's like the hardest thing. Once you start, get your heart racing, it's hard to, to cool back down, but it, it's all circumstantial. I mean, the other thing is when you're racing, when you really get dialed in and focused, you're kind of in a subconscious state. So you don't get as amped up as you usually, usually think you do. It's usually like after something happens, it's not in that moment. You're just kind of in this steady state of like totally dialed in. That's in still amazing. That's, called, that, though. that's the flow. The level of intensity in that moment is almost equivalent to just I get a basic moment behind the wheel of a race car. So that's congratulations. Amazing. That's, that's what that, High pressure clutch time situation. Love yep. <laughs> That's good data to have. So we'll definitely, I'm going to put that down in the data book. Um, marriage proposal equal to racing at Daytona. I'm going to yep. save that one. Um, <laughs> so th- these are some things that I wanted to talk to you about. Now that you are an engaged man, you, you have a fiance. I'm a married man. I've been married now. Uh, me and my wife's anniversary will be on the 9th of this month will be eight years that I've been married, which is crazy. It makes me congratulations man, big time. Um, so have you two uh, like lived together, spent a lot of time together is this, so this is something that has been reoccurring. You're not just like getting married, moving in right away. Correct? No, we uh, actually um, we February will have met actually this month. Actually, I think the first week of January, we met five years ago. And like we started dating a little over a month after that in February. So we've been to, like seriously together for five years now, pretty much. Okay. Um, and she's lived with me. We've lived together for two now, which that all kind of started with like COVID. Like we couldn't even go anywhere anyways, but she started traveling with me to races and stuff like that and helping me out with stuff. So um, that's nothing new. Like everything's kind of the same as, as that side of things go, fortunately. So we're just making it official and excited for uh for whatever comes next in the future. That's good to hear. I had a good friend of mine just got married. They never lived together at all. They moved in. Things are going great thus far. However, as an eight-year veteran of marriage, I did want to give you some tips because things will change once the ring goes on the finger. It's a guarantee. Uh, Just a couple of things you can do to keep your wife happy. Uh, Wash forks. Uh, if you use forks a lot at the house, just wash the forks. You don't have to wash all the dishes. Make sure there are forks always on deck you want to make sure our and spoons for ice cream for the most part number two shoes off at the door okay i don't know if that's already a rule in your house if you do that it will show her that you care about floors um and that's always an important thing in marriage you want to keep good clean floors floors are foundation uh equals to other things and then the third tip that i had obviously is uh you don't have a problem with this one 
cook her food at least once a month. Uh, so, you know, since you are a world renowned pasta dealer and uh, may, maybe pro am chef uh, of pasta cooking, you have that one in the bag. So that's just some tips for marriage from marriage veteran of life. Just wanted to give you. Thank those. you. That's super helpful. I'll definitely put those to use. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't see you write them down, but I'll just I'll pretend like you took. It's them a, I mean, it's it's three main points, man. Easy to remember. I got a good memory. Okay. All right. I'll we'll, be sure we'll to I'll be sure those. to listen to those two whenever my time whenever my time arises in the next God knows when. This is the closest thing I have to a marriage right here. Me and my eye racing Dale goggles. Dale Anthony, vision. do you wear these? Anything like this when you're behind the wheel of a not not the race car in real life, but the 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 sim rig, the iRacing sim rig. Uh, I can't say I do, but I'm definitely missing some style points without them. You would be a lot. I know you're a great iRacer, but I think you would you would be even better if uh, you're probably you right. Like this. Are those hey, are those blue light? No, no, they're they're from like 1953 at at the latest. They're I'm, green I'm not light. Even joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. There, it's more like a greenish tint. I'm looking through, but that brings polarized. me into, that brings me into the the next topic here. Uh, Monday night racing, which I got to make my debut this past week, was super fun. I love everything they got going on uh, with that whole program. You're like a Monday night racing regular, and we missed you on Monday. We got to know were, what what, what were happened. Were you afraid that that Dale was racing? You didn't want to be there. Not gonna lie, I saw those goggles, and I was like, <laughs> I'm about to get a whooping tonight. That's so I backed how it goes. out and uh, shut everything down for the evening. But no, I had, I had, I've had severe issues with eye racing connection lately. It's not my internet because I finally had a technician come out here and work on it today, and everything was normal. If anything, he actually boosted things and made it better. But I cannot connect to a server, and I'm working with eye racing support to get it figured out. But it's been a bummer because I haven't been able to sim race. Uh, in a while i got this badass simpsons driving simulator i'm staring at every day and i can't even freaking get on it to turn a lap it sucks but can we uh, see we'll it? get it figured out here shortly can we see that can you i don't know what you're uh, not using from here no right i'm in my in my office slash bedroom but oh uh, <laughs> that's okay that makes sense i thought I you do were have it right now this though so quick so anyone looking again to eye racing okay you want to know how easy it is like i do have a full cockpit rig but I'm at my desk right here in my office. You need to get yourself one of these puppies. Logitech Pro True Force wheelbase. How much so is I've that literally one? got the wheelbase like right here mounted to the desk. There are new wheels on a quick release. So I clip Whoa. this puppy on like that. I've got my pedals below my desk. So I could literally just turn and race at my desk. See, I've got the... There I've you got, go. I, that, this is the... G920, G920, yeah. Yep. This is like the base. How much is that one? Because uh, I'm thinking about getting a new one because I've had some issues with this like clamping kind of thing right here. Yeah. Um, but that one looks way more efficient because it looks like you yeah. Can this take the is wheel like a direct drive, so this is a major upgrade from that. Um, but the lot, the I think the wheelbase is like around 900 to a thousand, and the pedals are another like 350. But if you use code Alfredo. Alfredo Pro, you can save, I think, 5% on the wheelbase and pedal set and 10% on all other Logitech products. Oh, so. love that. Okay. So you do that. If you're looking for the upgrade, uh, Mr. Anthony Alfredo has a hookup, and I might take it up at some point in 2023. I'm going to get well, the code. I just Y'all were showing wheels. 
Uh, this is a Nintendo Switch adapter. I just ran. Accounts. Accounts is something. Um, yeah, I, I just I wanted to be included. So I've got I got this. I want to see you try to iRace with that. I would love to, actually, if I could. Um, I've only I raced once. Uh, Dale <laughs> let me do it for like five minutes, and he would, and he told me to get off of his computer because I yeah, I, I love watching people try it for the first time. It is oh, so yeah. funny. Everyone it, gets on it, and they think it's like just any other like casual arcade game or video game they could just pick up a controller and play. But it is it's a simulation, not a game. Like it takes a lot yeah. of focus and effort and practice. Yeah, it, it, takes, it takes so much time to get good at. That's that's the hardest part for me is just like putting in the time to get better. Yeah, and, you've gotten uh, good at one thing though. What's that? Getting Wrecking revenge. People? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. You see those. Yeah. <laughs> his his take I, the time videos are honestly like I, I didn't really I wasn't big into eye racing at all. And then meeting him, working with him, seeing him do what he does. Those videos had me dead. Just being oh, on the awesome. outside of all I, you got you got Max Verstappen with it. Yeah, that was okay. That that's crazy. Have you we're like 99% we confirmed that that was him. Of course uh, like, it's likely. I mean, he ran a lot of C fix that week on his like according to the iRacing companion app, his real account, he ran a bunch of those races. Whether yeah. it was him or I mean it should it should have been him, I'd assume so. Well, yeah, it, I, I, I saw it because someone tweeted now. about it. What was her? I, I tagged you in it on Twitter. Oh, uh, Alanis King did. Yeah. yeah. She and was, I was talking in, about Max racing trucks. Yeah, she had the screenshot of the C-Fix races. And I was in both of those races with him when uh, when you showed me that screenshot on Twitter. But I saw some people saying that he races under, like, in, in, in the video I posted and some of the comments I got on, like, TikTok and stuff. Some people were saying he races under like a different account name, like his dad's or his brother's account name. But I'm pretty sure it was him. And I, I didn't mean, know he, if you had any intel on that. That's possible, but it's also likely that he does that for like road racing and other stuff he's like competitive in because like not being toxic by any means. <laughs> not because like it'd be like it'd be like me being a pro road racer and I racing. Like I'm not, right? But like his his nat his oval. Like I rating and all that is super low if that's his real account, but it's yeah. possible because he competitively runs like you know the twenty four and all that stuff in top split in road, so he might do that on a different account. I don't know, but I mean, it. Who knows? It could be. I hope it was. I hope it was because that was that was that's something that people like really overlook when it happens. Like if that's him, you just raced even, and that's what's so cool about I racing. You just raced with the Formula One back-to-back -back world champion, okay. which is as much as I, as much flag as I give Formula One. If that's actually him, and I think it is, I think it was, that is amazing. And like I'll never forget that, you know. And that's what's so cool about iRacing is you can you can race with Anthony Alfredo, you can race with I've raced with Dale Jr. before, and and you can just run into professional drivers like yourself in public lobbies at any time, yep. any place. So I always encourage people to get on iRacing, and I know you do the same. I, uh, I, I love all the aspects of it. I've just fully understood that unless I am given all of that equipment and I have all the, someone gives me all of the money to buy all that stuff, I would rather be a hype man slash support man for, I, for Irish, like, like I am with Dale. I'm Dale's hype man. I'm all on board with him. I, I want to be the, like the, the crew chief that like, I don't want to be Doesn't a spotter. I just want to be there for moral support. 
respect. Yeah. So you call me and like, that's my job in iRacing and are singing the national anthem in Monday night racing, which they tweeted at me and they said that we need to talk. So I'm hoping that I get to sing the national anthem for Monday night racing moving forward. Oh, I can't miss that one. I got to be there. Mm -hmm. I want to be CGI into the track though. Like I want to be on a green screen and I want them oh, to yeah. just like, I want to be like Godzilla <laughs> in the middle of the track. Singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're actually that. like a hundred feet tall in the sim, that'd be amazing actually. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a star happen. Wars. It'd be like a star Wars hologram of like the emperor, you know, mm -hmm. but they have like Tupac it. there hologram with me. Uh, I mean, we could go all out, honestly. We, there, there's no there's no telling what what the universe could hold for us inside of the iRacing universe so i'm ready uh just know that uh, i know you know people so yeah we'll make it happen but uh it's it, racing aside getting into xfinity series our motorsports uh your racing season is yet to begin for 2023 obviously um, I know in, in 2022, you had some good moments, got to see you at Las Vegas, uh, you know, fear and loathing and all that acid trip, uh, video that we made, which was fun. Uh, you may not understand it. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> this year, I really just want to know, like, I mean, we're always rooting for you. Like you're, you're our guy. Uh, I love everything about you and what you do. What are some goals if any, like everybody makes New Year's resolutions. So what are your New Year's goals for 2023 for this season? Maybe just one or two things you can think of, of what you want to bring to the series and to your personal game in racing this year. All right. So, so in racing or on track, I mean, number one is win a race because we came darn close a few times last year and um, had some, had some issues at a lot of tracks that we were running really well at my home, my hometown race, which I guess like it's a tie between New Hampshire and Dover. They're both like exactly the same distance. Um, and it actually Pocono is actually probably the closest, but uh, New Hampshire, I was leading. Uh, we saved a set of tires. So I restarted up front. Um, and that strategy, the only other driver in the field on that strategy actually finished second. We are ahead of them. So I think we might have had a shot at the win. Um, but that week, while in the lead on that restart, I broke a track bar mount. So it was just like every time things were going well, it wasn't meant to be. Daytona, I don't know if you guys were down there for the second race. I think you were because I told I you boys. With, I said, coming to the white flag, I'm going to be leading the top lane. You watch. And coming to the white flag, uh, I was leading the top lane and still got wrecked. So, so you manifested much for it, though. Yeah, yeah, everyone's thanks a like, lot. Oh, oh, if you're leading, you're ahead of it. No, because <sighs> the guy underneath you can get hooked and destroy you. Yeah. So Daniel Hemrick, uh, I, I remember that wreck. I think it, it was just, Daniel It just hasn't fault, been meant but... to be yet, but we put ourselves in position. I think the biggest thing is we constantly over-delivered, you know, and outperformed our equipment. So uh, there's 12 or 13 cup-affiliated Xfinity teams or, you know, X Xfinity cars on track with cup alliances or more. So um, to any time you can run better than like 13th or 14th, like you really shouldn't on paper be better than that. Obviously with some attrition, you can get some top tens, top 12s, but there was weeks we straight up had that speed. So I would say this year, um, that's my goal is to, to continue to over deliver and 
uh, show people that, you know, I could do a lot with a little as far as equipment goes. So I think uh, in the right scenario, I, you know, I could go out there and win a lot of races and compete for a championship. So winning a race, um, you know, no matter the situation I'm in would, would be that. And the other would just be to uh, make the playoffs, which winning a race would obviously take care of that. But this year we would have, if we didn't have some of those freak mechanical issues and stuff like that happen, but um, we are still top 15 in points. And like I said, it's, honestly hard to ask for any more than that with uh with what we had so proud of that for sure now have you announced your 2023 plans yet i didn't know if you had still still up in the air give yeah, us still, give everybody just an update finalizing a couple things hope, hoping to have an announcement here soon but uh hoping to be back full-time in xfinity and, and see what else what other kind of racing we could do but yeah this year is i mean i felt like this year was kind of a redemption year for my rookie cup series season i think i i I made up for a lot there and uh, improved in a lot of ways too. So I'm looking forward to seeing how I could build on this to be even better next year in a lot of ways, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny at uh, Daytona. um, I don't, I think we had, we had talked briefly pre-race. I got to take all my friends, like my hometown friends who had never been to a NASCAR race to their first race. And we had all, we had all bet on you to win too. And for like a top three and for top five. And, uh, I remember you were leading and then all mayhem went loose the last, what, 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Only race. like six or seven cars finished that race. It was, oh, it was insane. But yeah, you were killing it that entire race. And I'm surprised you didn't mention, uh, Fontana earlier in the season. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly, that's probably the worst. That one stings the most. Like those other ones, things went wrong, but in that one, it was the perfect scenario, but it was ruined with a red flag. Literally, you know, Pat Trison, big brain strategy, his expert and veteran experience to save a set of tires. We did a lot of races after that, and it just it never really worked out again like it did there. Um, but ironically, the first time we tried it worked and all the other times it didn't. But um, it's just worth the risk with where we're running. I mean, if you know you're going to be 15th or something like that and you can save a set of tires and catch a late caution and be the only guy on fresh tires you'll you know you can get a, a top 10 top five maybe win a race um and if you don't catch a caution caution okay you finish 20th and like the risk of losing five spots is potentially is totally worth the the gain the potential gain of you know all 10 or more spots you know or winning so um anyways we did that a lot in auto club it it fell into place perfectly uh, I put those tires on. It was like Superman. Like drive from 32nd or wherever to the freaking top five in like a lap and a half. And then the caution came out, had a restart, went for the lead. And then that wreck happened um, with that huge cleanup they had. So there was like a 30 minute red flag and I lost my tire advantage because everybody's tires cooled off. And so many people are like, oh, you lost a race and you had fresh tires. And it's like, if they realized how down that is like michigan auto club pocono those places if you're down on arrow or like um and like straight speed you're 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 out to lunch and we were getting beat so bad on a straight like if you go back and watch that even when we went back green um after the restart like there's or there was 30 minute red flag everyone tire everyone's tires cooled down but obviously like i still had a little bit more tread left and and stuff like that so i went to the corner eat everybody up Cause I'm on fresh tires. As soon as we get on the straightaway, it's like, you know, you know, you know, like zinging by me. Like I was in the way just cause we didn't have the the speed we needed the raw speed. We got better as the year went, but like in general, that's kind of just what you struggle with as a small team, you know, no SIM time, 
no wind tunnel time, all these things that all these, you know, little things that add up to such big gains. And at a track like that, that's probably like the, the red flag definitely cost us to win, but that, that did not help because I feel like we still should have been able to have a, have a shot. And we were just hanging on because we just did not have that raw speed or raw pace we needed. We were really like a 17th or 18th place car. So um, a top five still ended, ended up better and it should have been way better, but Obviously, I felt like that that was looking like it was meant to be and the stars were aligning and then it just kind of yeah. lost out. But like you said, man, like like for what the team is and for what you have and, and for not having a lot of the resources that these other guys have, you did pretty fucking excellent. I mean, let's be real. I mean, and so seeing that and and that continued work ethic that you've put in, like really in my mind separates and shows like the potential that's there and what you guys can do. And it's like, you know, we had, uh, we had Raja on uh, not long ago and he said something to me that, that I found just amazing. Cause it's kind of like the mentality aspect of it all. Right. Like it's like 90% mental, you know? And so, you know, he was like, I'm going to win every race. Like that's how his head works. And it's like when you get to a point to where like disappointment doesn't bother you and you keep moving and rolling, like you start seeing that stack up, dude. And so it's like, I feel like you have that capability and the the talks that we've had and the races and and the grit that you've showed at the track and on the track, like it's a no brainer to me that the wind's coming, you know what I mean? And so it's going to make things even better going into this year. And it's going to be even sweeter because uh, of just how the year started for you. And now how things are going to just kind of come to fruition the way that they need to. So, you know, oh, we got your back, and you know, yeah. we support you and you know that and we, uh, we ready to see, uh, ready to see you whip up something victory lane. So I have I to add, it. I have to add, we always do this thing every time. seems like every time a driver either gets married or has a kid, they win a race and you just are, you got the engagement part in. So we're going to count that as every driver, Every time a driver gets married or about to get married, engaged, we'll say engaged. Every time a driver gets engaged, a win's coming. That's me. Checking. All right. I like, I like the yeah. way that sounds. Yeah. It's We're it, cooking up a dub here in advance. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes. It only yeah. works if you it's believe good juju. it. You oh yeah. To believe it. And we'll believe well, I think it a big thing, like too, one thing that I've learned the last couple of years is I, I think we talked about this last year, probably is weighing the cert out the circumstances, right? Like, I never settle like ever. I'm always striving for more. And even when things are going well, I want more. And I don't want to say like, I'm never happy. You know, I'm, I'm definitely when we have success, I'm, I'm glad for it, but it's because of a lot of hard work and focus and determination and a lot of grit, um, especially in these small team scenarios, because you need to weigh like the weigh out the circumstances and really look at the card you're dealt, right? Like a win for our team, I, there's there's definitely tracks that we could straight up win at, like have the pace, a super speedway, maybe road course even, um, you know. But at the intermediate, short track, we we could run top 10, but I'd say uh, intermediates are our biggest weakness. That's where, like, everything adds up, you know, mechanical advantages, aerodynamics, like motor, everything. So um, you need all those pieces of the puzzle. And some days when you look on paper, if, if our team is – you know, our three cars, uh, you know, we're usually 18th, 19th and 20th, like in a line on speed. And we, you know, our, my group, like we constantly over delivered and ended up top 15 in points, which was huge. So that is a win. 
you know, like obviously we went in every race, like we're going to, you know, uh, we're going to win. But sometimes what we mean by win might be, you know, a top 10 is a win or a top five is a win. Like you're always expecting more than that. And you want to actually win, but like, there's a lot of teams and cars out there. We should not be. And I'm not saying we don't try to, obviously we do because it, it is a win for us to beat them and it feels really good and it keeps us motivated, but you just got to weigh out, you know, you, you'll be extremely, extremely just totally beat down and depressed. If you know, you're driving a 25th place car and you, you know, you expect to win every week and then you get down on yourself because you're not, but you really need to take a step back and look at the big picture and go, Oh, I'm in, you know, that we ran, you know, top 25 and we're a 30th place team, or we ran top 15 and we're a 20th place team, whatever it is. So I think learning how to um, kind of change my perspective and appreciate those things is different. Like there are, I've been in cars that are capable of winning and you expect nothing shy of a win, but then it, you know, then you're in a different situation and you need to say, Oh, a top 10 is a win for us. Like how much it really couldn't get any better than that. So it's hard. Cause you feel like you're settling in a way, but you're really not. I mean, that's still over, you know, that's still exceeding expectations and over delivering, you know, depending on the situation, man. of course, it's all perception. And like, that's, yep. that's the thing is that mindset you're talking about, I feel like puts you in the situations to where you get the opportunities to get the wins. Because you can't really tap into what's going to happen or the unknown. That's one thing. We can look at all the data that we want to at the end of the day. But what's stopping, you know, someone from from making a driver error and, and getting themselves out of the way, you know, and then that puts you in a position here. So yep. there's so many different factors into it that it's it's, it's the endless possibilities. So that's what I love to hear is just the perspective change. Like that's the, that's the thing that matters at the end of the day is how you project and what you see and how you feel about it. And that's, what's going to yep. bring the good to it. And you never give up. Like we've, we've all seen crazy races where some, I, I, for lack of a better word, random guy in the field wins a race because of circumstances. Like just, you know, there's races that we were running 15th, 16th all day long and like stayed on the lead lap and had a set of tires laid and boom, you're back in the ball game or whatever it may be, but you can never give up. Cause it's, you know, you're running second, you know, half a track behind the leader and he runs out of fuel or, you know, whatever, you never know how it can come. It could be the craziest of scenarios. So that kind of keeps you pushing throughout a race. But I also think, think it, uh, you know, it's just important to have that, that perspective because it like, all that hard work and all those things make those good days a lot sweeter. Uh, but I think it, when you're having good days and they go wrong, it makes it a whole lot more bitter just because I th we had this talk before too, where anyone in like top tier equipment, they have a shot to win every week. So uh, we always found like, it wasn't really a coincidence when we were running well, we usually got caught up in, you know, a wreck or something like Phoenix and the year we were running in the top 10 and got caught up in that huge wreck. And it's like, okay, we just wrecked with a Gibbs car, a Haas car, a, G a JRM car. And I think like an RCR car, it's like, that really sucks. Cause we were having a really good day. And if we avoided that, that's that many more spots we would have gained. But at the same time, like we wrecked with the best of them. <laughs> like we, you know, like we were in the mix. So it's aggravating when that happens. Cause, but that's what happens is those guys, they have a shot to win every week. So they're super aggressive. Cause if they wreck, it doesn't matter. They just have a chance the next week. Whereas we literally have to take a step back and go, these are the tracks we could straight up win at. And those are the ones we have to capitalize. So like a Daytona when you're leading and, you know, you know, that's one of a handful of, you know, legitimate shots or chances you have throughout the year. It's, it's, 
hard to swallow when it goes wrong. But when you lay in bed at night and know you did everything in, in your control or everything in your power to the best of your ability, you know, that's that's the only thing you can do. So that kind of helps you sleep. At yeah. night. This is my last thing I want to say about it for Daytona for extra energy. And I, and I text you this. We got to get Fred Durst with dude wipes to Daytona for Limp Biscuit. All right. That man's never been to a NASCAR race in his life. He's, how has he never been to one? He's never performed. I, I don't, I don't that think is so. Surprising. I don't know, but I saw him do the dude wipes commercial and I'm like, I know. look, yeah, we got to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's a must Pre race like, concert. That'll get you pumped up. I would. Yeah. I move in, I move out, hands up, hands down. You know what I'm saying? Big Limp Biscuit kid. You know, that was me. So that's all I got to say. Dude wipes, Limp Biscuit, Anthony Alfredo, Daytona. I like it. All right. I wanted to, uh, there's, it's exciting to, to hear your perspective and, and how, where your mind's at and all this, because the Xfinity series, especially the Xfinity series, uh, allows for the, these kind of strategies and these moments to happen. I feel like more than either the cup series or the truck series, which makes that really cool. And we're excited to see you back on track and, and hear about your plans in 2023. I wanted to, uh, shift gears here to Ken block passing away, who is a monumental figure in motorsports. And I saw you had tweeted about him. So, I want to know your thoughts and what Ken Block meant to you. Uh, guessing it, it meant similar, he meant similarly to you as he meant to a lot of other people who grew up uh, loving motorsports and, and all the content that he created. Yeah, he he actually inspired me in a lot of ways. That was uh, devastating news. I'm, I'm praying for his family and and all his friends because I always looked up to him as, as did a lot of people, just as a as an influencer and and someone who you know, was involved in a lot of different things, but was still like, seemed like a really humble, cool guy. And I've always heard really awesome stories about him. Uh, but the, I actually discovered him because I was really big into skateboarding growing up before I even ever started racing or anything like that. I was big action sports, um, you know, snowboarding, skateboarding, whatever. Um, so I, I always watched Rob Deerdeck, big uh, Robin, big Rob Deerdeck's fantasy factory, all that stuff. So that's how I oh, discovered yeah. Ken Block was through DC um, as he, cause he was one of the founders of that. And then I started following his career and then he started, you know, creating these Jim Connor videos and all that stuff. And then as I was getting into motorsports, like he was a big part of that because he's, he's a wheel man. Like there's no other way to describe it. He, his car control is incredible. The things he could, he literally would just do tricks with cars, you know, like people were doing tricks, skateboarding and snowboarding. And he was doing these, these huge stunts, um, and, pushing the limits of car and that's what it's all about like to us as a race car driver is like how fast can i go without wrecking and for him it's you know what's the how close can i get to this object drifting without hitting it or whatever um so it was just really cool what he's done in in motorsports the, the car community and and in other action sports and um that was just such a such a horrible uh accident to hear about but um, yeah, like, like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm one of many who looked up to him. So I'm, I'm, there's a lot of people who are, who are, you know, definitely, uh, upset about such tragic news. I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome that somebody else, especially in the motorsports world found out about him through skateboarding. It's the same exact way that I found out about him. I was a big DC shoe guy. It was that and audios. That's what I wore growing up. So, uh, yeah, he, his, fluidity and whatever he did was probably the most inspiring thing with him like the fact that he was the definition of think it do it 
and feel it. Like, and that was what I feel like gave him the ability to do the things that he did. Like he had nothing in the way. There was nothing blocking him. So um, it sucks to see him gone at, at, you know, only 55 years old. And we, we think about that now and it's, especially in today's time, that's not old at all, especially with all the technology we have. But I, I look at it in a, in a, in a good way because I feel like he did go and pass doing something that he would have probably been doing any other day. And, um, and so you got to feel that, that he went away doing what he loved doing at the end of the day. And then that's the beauty of, of, you know, the, the life experience and the death experience. So um, he's going to be missed a hell of a lot. I'll tell you that. And uh, just the amazing things that he brought to the world and to the culture uh, are going to be around for, for so long. I mean, my, my cousin just got a pair of DCs for Christmas and I didn't even know they still had DCs. And I was like, Holy shit. Like they still make these shoes. Like, so yeah. Um, incredible human being. I'll say that you ready for William, Wilman wagers. It, it's, it's kind of tough yeah, well, going from, from talking. Yeah. About I know, that. I know. yeah. Okay. How do we transition? <laughs> yeah. We'll Wilman cut. Wagers. We'll cut. I mean, I'm going to be we'll honest. Like, yeah, no, no hold back. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, just shout out to him dedicating this show to that at that point. All right. So from here, uh, let's get ready to do our own uh, action right now in memory of Ken. Uh, it's Wilman Wagers. And we're going to have Anthony, who is uh, has is admitted that he is not the uh, the the most avid, uh, I guess, ball sports guy. However, we're going to take the energy from that, from, from the not knowing, and see if we can convert it to a 3-0. and o. You would be the first NASCAR driver or, or driver in general that's been on our show that would go 3-0. and o. So uh, let's see if you can do that, and, and let's see where, where the powers that be lie. So now that I had to do that transition, I'm going to turn it over to Dale to let him start off Wilman Wagers, and, uh, and we're going to kick it and rock it, and let's uh, – let, let's, Let's see if you can do it. Let's see if you uh, if you got it in you to make the best. All right. All right, Anthony. First game, we're going to look at the NBA. We haven't done a basketball game in quite some time. You are a, a Northeast United States guy. We have the Boston Celtics at the Dallas Mavericks. The Boston Celtics are three-point favorites. They are minus 145 uh, to win, and the Mavericks are plus 125 to win. What are you thinking? This is I know it's not your hometown, NBA team, but uh, Celtics pretty damn good this year. Mavericks also pretty damn good this year. Great matchup. Hits sort of close to home. Uh, take Just take a, a wild guess at what you think. Who's going to win? Yeah, I mean, that's New cover? England State. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll go with the Celtics just for that. It's the it's closer to home. They're, they're not looking like statistically they should win this game and i'm always pulling for the underdogs or uh to pull through so um i don't know two good teams but like you said if, if they're down I'm, I'm comfortable stepping out on a limb here and maybe making that the trend for these three picks well here real maybe quick we can clutch three underdog dubs the celtics are not the underdog here actually they're the favorites oh, oh okay well Does then i'll still it? go with them be- just because it's closest to home there you go. Boston Celtics. Let's do it. All right. So forget that whole trend spiel, but we need them <laughs> to clutch up here. We need to go three. No, I'm ready. This is all luck and guessing. All right. We're going to, we're going right. to start Celtics money just, line. Just, I just need you to say, just, just, I'm going to make bets. Just I'm say. making bets right now, baby. 
That, one That's more time. It. Let's go. One more time. One more Why time. Why again? <laughs> Do I, what are you doing with your hand? I, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just saying I'm making bets. I'm making bets. All right. All right. Let's That's go to, to the second one here. We got the Celtics locked in now. It's time for our next one. We've never done this on Wilma Wagers before. Okay. Are we ready? Darts. Let's talk about darts. We never talk about darts. It's the Modus Super Series from the United Kingdom. And on Thursday night, January the 5th, Adam Mould, Robert Thornton are going head-to-head in darts. Money line plus 125 for Adam Mould and minus 165 for Robert Thornton. Who are we going with to win darts? So who's the underdog here? Adam? Adam Mould, not mold like carpet mold, like M-O-U-L-D mold. Oh, like mold, mold. Mm-hmm. All right, Plus Adam. There's no Adam, my name starts with an A. His starts with an A. I like that. Okay. I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. If we're that's guessing, that's a good way to do it. I like it. I, li- I like the, the, the way we're guessing here because I, I, I would do the same thing if I wasn't, which I don't know anything about darts. Yeah, either, so here's so. the trend. You know, we got personal – interest okay so we got we got the northeastern team we got the underdog with a for his first initial well we're let, i'm curious to see where this last pick comes from all right so we are gonna do uh we're heading back to the nfl and before i get into the pick i do just want to say uh all thoughts and prayers to demar hamlin super super scary incident with the buffalo bills the other night that was very very tough to watch um but I do want to talk about the Jets and the Dolphins, Anthony. Uh, the Jets are a one-point favorite here. It's like the most insignificant game ever. Both teams are eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, Dolphins are at home, and they are the underdog. Where we lean with the New York Jets, it's somewhat close to home, and the Miami Dolphins. I'm, I'm not a huge – I'm going with the Jets – Oh, Jason Tony to the Dolphins too. When you picked the was... goddamn Jets, you remember that Big Daddy? Huh? The goddamn Jets from Big Daddy? Dude, I was born in New that? York, so I gotta pick it to stick with my whole trend here. You were forever a Jets fan in my mind. I mean, I've gotten some home, games man. to my uncle. My uncle and my cousins are diehard, but I'm I've never been a huge fan. I was always like a Pats fan, but. In this game, I'll go with the the, the birth state. All right, so we, we're going to lock up the Jets. We'll do the money line right there. It, we're trying to go 3-0. and I guess it really doesn't make that much. You could push if you did minus one. We'll, we'll take the money line with you there, Anthony. Uh, I, I think we're going 3-0. and We tell every driver that, but, Anthony, I think I, I feel – It'd be feel really about funny if I was the first to go 3-0, considering I know nothing about, like, sports stats and can make an accurate – I think you will. I think that this has the potential to do that just because of that fact, except I, for the Jets pick. I, I don't know. I hope so. Robert Sala, you know, big defense guy. We're, we're, we're going to make it happen. Okay. All right. Look, I'm going to shift my focus. First, I mean, anytime first I see a w whole team of the season underdog, inbound. Let's get it. I'm excited. I like the positive energy. Right. Confident Jets. on the track. Confident at the sports book. I got to be a Jets better this week. All right, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in with it. So there's your bets. That is Wilman Wagers. This was probably 
the uh, the most uh, awkwardly funny women wagers I think we've ever done <laughs> uh, on this show this season so far. And it could have been with anybody better, but our guy Anthony Alfredo. Dude, Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it's been fun. We're going to send you a photo to hang on your, your wall. We'll have to get we'll get something there. Just let me come over to Expo Marker and draw something. Like, yeah, that's we'll the we could draw line. something right here. I like that idea. Just get a little Expo board. Wait, dude, I'm telling you, Expo boards are the way. I got an Expo board at the International Chase Station. I'm still awaiting my fiber internet uh, right now, which is why I'm I'm sitting on this beautiful old couch from 1970. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's gonna be fun and uh, and get an Expo board. Let's get bets and uh, Rafer Daytona. Ray C again. It's gonna be fun. Um same this here. has been what was what come again? I, I said same here. Now it's same awkward because I it wasn't <laughs> anything important. No, but but this will be important. We, Anthony, we love that delay. Um, we love that zoom delay. Where can everyone follow you? Everyone can follow me at Anthony Alfredo on pretty much all social medias, Twitch and Facebook or Anthony Alfredo Racing, TikToks, Anthony underscore Alfredo. I think I think that's it. Everything else TikTok is, just my is name. lit. TikTok is lit, by the way. Yeah, we love the TikTok. It is. You uh I've dude, I've I've loved watching your TikToks recently because I mean I mean you keep you keep it rolling. You got the funk drift music on one of the TikToks I saw recently, which I thought was great. Um, I mean, you're you're throwing Oliver Tree in there while you're on the sim rig, dude. I mean, it's music's a big thing for me. You know that. So yep. busting it down. I love it. So go follow Anthony on TikTok if you're not doing that yet and everywhere else that you can follow people that say things and do things. Uh, this has been Garage Talk. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you again very soon. Go tell Anthony's picks. We're making money. We'll see you later.